have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is Jesus loves you. The bad news is, Dick, I can't preach today. I broke a nail. I don't <laughs> Praise God. Aren't you glad you're part of the family of God? Aren't you glad you're a child of God? Stand up today and shake the hand of the person next to you and just say, I'm glad to be a child of God today. Praise God. So today, today, next in our series, I've been asked to share on um, your will be done. So if we go to the scripture that's referenced, it's uh, Matthew 6, 9, and 10. And it says, uh, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. So the prayer of come your kingdom is followed by the prayer be done your will. The volition of God represents his choices, his preferences, his desires. At this point in the first three petitions, we boldly take the position that God's will being done is more important to us than our own will being done. So there are three points they want us to cover in this message. Point one is, be done your will. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prays an echo of this prayer he taught his disciples, revealing a life trajectory set on honoring the Father no matter what the price. My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus' will propels him to ask the Father to take the cup of suffering and death from his hands. But if he had stopped there in his request, who knows how the Father would have responded. However, Jesus adds the words, not as I will, but as you will. Modeling for us our need to yield ourselves to the will of the Father. Have you ever had a time when you wondered what the will of God was? Have you, have you had a time when you uh, were struggling to make a decision to yield to whatever God has to say to you? I encourage you to be at peace in those times. Point two, yielding to a greater will. Still in a posture of bold, imperative request, we cry out for God's will to be done even if it will contradict our own will. This capacity to eagerly desire the will of God to be done in any given circumstance sets prayer apart from magic. Magic manipulates spiritual powers to see our own will accomplished. True prayer, however, yields to a greater will even as we make requests born in our own preferences. Prayer is about God's will being done. So, one might ask, how do I know God's will? 
How do I know God's will? Jesus would answer your question with this question. Have you surrendered your will to the Father? If so, then he will unfold his will to you day by day, as you need it. Your job is to stay close to him. One example of a time when I felt the nudge, nudge of God uh, happened in the Dominican Republic. We were on a missions trip to the DR. Uh, before the missions trip, I felt like the Lord said, take your first aid kit. We'd taking all kinds of medical supplies with us, but he said, take your first aid kit. So I took my first aid kit, and we got to the... Uh, to the mountains, and we were uh, helping the people up there. And during that trip, the Lord nudged me to just take somebody along with me and uh, go right up and walk up through the village and see who needs help, medical help. And so I, I went up, and I think I had a Hispanic guy with me, a translator, and we were walking up the street greeting people and asking if anybody needed any medical help. And uh, they brought us to a little boy, and I guess he had fallen down or something, and they had a bandana wrapped around his wrist, and that's all. So I looked at his wrist and examined it. It was broke, clearly broken, and that's all they could do for it. So we uh, brought him back down to where the pastor was and talked to the pastor a few minutes and uh, arranged for a taxi taxi came and took us and drove us into town. We found a doctor in the town, and uh, he says, well, I need to x-ray this. So he had an old military x-ray machine. It kind of looks like a big stand-up lathe almost, or drill press. And, uh, but he had no power. In the, in the village, they only had power certain portions of the day. So he sent down the road, and they went and fetched a generator. So about 20 minutes later, they bring a generator back. He hooks up the generator, does a couple of x-rays on the kid's arm, finds, yes, it's broke. So he says, would you help me to set his arm and put a cast on it? So we did, right there. We pulled the fracture out, and uh, he wrapped the cast around it, and uh, we took the kid home. Who would have known? back here in the United States when the Lord said, take your first aid kit, that we were going to have that kind of effect on a young child's life. That may have may not have healed well like it was, not much chance of it with just a bandana around it, but we were able to give treatment to that young man, and it just seemed like the next thing to do, you know. Years ago, Elizabeth Elliot popularized an old poem the common sense simplicity and clarity of which have encouraged many an anxious and weary saint. This is the poem that she did. And when I was asked to do this message, these are the words that came to me um, when I first started to prepare this message. From an old English parsonage down by the sea, there came in the twilight a message to me. Its quaint Saxon legend deeply engraven hath, it seems to me, teaching from heaven. And on through the doors the quiet words ring like a low inspiration, do the next thing. 
Many a questioning, many a fear, many a doubt hath its quieting here. Moment by moment, let down from heaven, time, opportunity, and guidance are given. Fear not tomorrow's child of the king. Trust them with Jesus and do the next thing. Do it immediately. Do it with prayer. Do it reliantly, casting all care. Do it with reverence, tracing his hand, who placed it before thee with earnest command. Stayed on omnipotence, safe neath his wing. Leave all results. Do the next thing. Looking for Jesus, ever serener, working or suffering, be thy demeanor. In his dear presence, the rest of his calm is strong in his faithfulness. I'm sorry, the light of his countenance be thy psalm. Strong in his faithfulness, praise and sing. Then as he beckons thee, do the next thing. So, if you're wondering what the will of God is, live by the Spirit and you will not carry out the deeds of the flesh. Practice his presence, and you will not grieve him. Appreciate him daily, and praise and thanksgiving for even the smallest things in your life. Let the word of God train you in grace and righteousness, and you will have peace, and you will know the next thing to do. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. So if we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, we do that in the word of God. We spend time in the word of God. We let that soak and change the way we think. In Colossians 1.9, Paul says, for this reason also, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. There's a lot to that. All spiritual wisdom and understanding. Haven't there been times in your life when you didn't know what to do and you wished you had some wisdom and understanding? You might turn to someone else and say, what would you do? And they just go, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> so we have to be able to find the will of the Lord for ourselves day by day. And sometimes we just do the next thing. What seems to be the the next thing to do. 
If you stay close to God in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will nudge you. He will correct you so that you will stay on his course for your life. I just want to say that in the course of life, if you are truly seeking God, if you're speaking to him day by day, he is going to direct you like a ship under sail. Our brother Winston is a sailor. He knows this well. A moving ship is easier to steer than one sitting still. So if you're moving in God and he needs to correct your course, he will. And he'll keep you on that course that he's planned for you. Amen. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good, to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. We are his brethren. We are being conformed to the image of Christ. It is done already and it is being done. The, uh, the already and the not yet. How many feel like you've already arrived there? No? But are on our way, aren't we? And positionally we're there. We are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father. You know, and we have to see ourselves there. My utmost for his highest on June 3rd. This is one of my favorites. In Psalm 25, 14, it's titled, The Secret Friendship of the Lord is with them that fear him. What is the sign of a friend? That he tells you secret sorrows? No. That he tells you secret joys? Many will confide in you their secret sorrows. But the last mark of intimacy is to confide secret joys. Are we so wedded to Jesus Christ's idea of prayer when he says, thy will be done, that we catch the secrets of God? The things that make God so dear to us are not so much his great big blessings as the little things because they show his amazing intimacy with us. He knows every detail of our individual lives. When he asked me to bring a first aid kit, he already knew that I was a trained paramedic. That's what I did in the Army. I love doing that stuff. I didn't have to ask him. He just knew it. He told me. And then he used that gifting to help someone else. If you have a gifting, if you have something that you like to do, chances are God put it there for you. You keep it before him, he will use you in it. Verse 12 also says, Him shall he teach the way that he shall choose. At first, we want this consciousness of being guided by God. Then as we go on, we live so much in the consciousness of God that we do not need to ask what his will is because the thought of choosing any other will will never occur to us. If we are saved and sanctified, God guides us by our ordinary choices. And if we are going to choose what he does not want, he will check. 
and we must heed. Whenever there is doubt, stop at once. Never reason it out and say, I wonder why I shouldn't. God instructs us in what we should choose. That is, he guides our common sense, and we no longer hinder his spirit by continually saying, Now, Lord, what is thy will? The thought of choosing any other will never occurs to us. That's where if we're walking in the spirit, we're walking with the Lord day by day, we want his will in our lives, we're sincere about that, you're not going to step out of his will. He's going to move that rudder just a little bit to do course corrections on you, whatever's necessary, and keep you moving down the line that he wants for you. If somehow or another you find yourself in rebellion and go the other way, he may do a major course correction on you. But that's not often the way. Most of the time, God likes to deal with us as sons. You know, just do this. Go there. Do the next thing. Then you don't need to ask God, what is your will? Every day, every other day, trying to figure it all out. Point number three, on earth as it is in heaven. Then following this phrase and sitting at the center of the Lord's Prayer, designed to be connected to each of the first three petitions, is the phrase, on earth as it is in heaven. We declare that we are not content for earth to go on as if it owes no allegiance to heaven. We pray the powers of this earth to have a revelation of the Father's love. We pray for God's will to be done here as it is so perfectly done in heaven. Are you content to see the, will, the world go on around you as it is racing towards reckless abandon and destruction? Then pray about it. Ask God to make course corrections in the people you see around you who are struggling, who are sinning, who are walking away from him. Pray the kingdom of God into their lives. Pray his will into their lives. You have effect. The Bible says the fervent, uh, the fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. And you can accomplish a lot in your prayers praying for God's will in somebody's life as well as your own. In conclusion, a fresh way to pray. Make it personal. Thy will be done on earth in me as it is in heaven. Let the world around me see the kingdom of God expressed so simply, so profoundly in my life that they may seek it for their own lives. Let heaven touch down wherever my feet carry me in every day, every situation of my day. May God be glorified in and through me. Or you might say, thy will be done on earth in me as it is in heaven. Let the world around me see the kingdom of God expressed so simply, 
so profoundly in my life. Oh, I just, <laughs> forgive me. I didn't catch that. You read, you read that. Can you read it? I printed the wrong thing on my sheet, even after proofreading it. Well, anyway, pray and ask for God's will. Pray and ask for God's will to be done in your life, and then do the next thing. And pray that uh, wherever you go, heaven would touch where your feet touch the ground, and God's kingdom would be established with you. Is there anybody here who is looking to know what God's will is for your life? We're going to have a time of prayer up here. Would uh, would love to have you come up, and uh, we'll pray with you. And um, believe God for the guidance that you need. It's probably not as difficult as you think. It's probably the next thing to do. Amen? All right, thank you. Father, I pray that you bless my brothers and sisters as they go today. Pour out your grace on them. Show them what you want them to do next. Today, the next day, and the day after. Bless them with your peace and your guidance in those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.